Oh, yeah. We're back. <laughs> There's like cheering at the end. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that'd be a good idea if we had like a, a crowd, like a button for like a crowd screaming, but it'd be like an IMRTA crowd, not just like a generic crowd. Yeah, like Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. I really, we should, you know, we got to start leveling up and doing that. I know. I got to invest in some, some buttons or some shit. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Yeah. Wow. Well, episode 67. What up, everybody? Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for joining us. We have a very special guest, as always. I love this guy. <laughs> he's a good friend of mine. So I'm stoked to have him on. He's a very yeah, I'm, interesting I'm high guy. For this show. Yeah, me too. JP's an interesting dude. Yeah. JP? Oh, PP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> JP, he's cool JP too. Is too. PJ. He's cool too. PJ and JP, both of them. A couple of cool guys. Yeah, put them, them on. both on. Um, so yeah, you know, as per always, please, the interactions matter. They really help us with the algorithm. So if you're watching this video live, hit the like button. Um, you know, uh, I think if you're watching this video live, you, you probably already do subscribe and you probably do have the notifications, but if you don't, you know, if you're watching this not live, please do that. Um, follow us on all of our platforms, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, give us a review. It just, you know, it helps us, uh, boost us up the, the list, if you will. And, you know, in turn, all blading comes with us. And all the support we could get. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like I've ran down this spiel so many times, but we got new people. So every time we get someone new, they got to know the spiel. So oh, please yeah, definitely. go to our, um, go to our platforms, follow us, YouTube, the notification bell, all that stuff, share the video, comments on the video and hit the like button. If you're watching us right now, we're almost at the 10,000 for uh, Instagram too, by the way, we're only like a hundred off. We're going to so, get a 10,000 party soon. Yeah, we're, we're waiting for you guys. <laughs> we're, we're at the party already. Me and Fisher are at the party. We like the people we're at the show party. early. Yeah. We're just waiting for our friends to show up. So well, we're ten- setting up. We, we got the paper plates. We got the plastic forks, you know, the cakes <laughs> in the fridge. Got the hats, the yeah, noisemakers. in the freezer. We're just, we're just waiting. The Ninja Turtles are here, the costumes, everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we just need like 100 more or something like that. We'll get to the 10K on Instagram. So if you don't follow us already, make sure you follow us on Instagram. We're updating it almost on the daily. Um, I also want to give a shout out to our new Patreons this week. We have Maddie Schrock. Shout Whoa! out to Aaron Wong. Dave Dodge. Jason Andriotti and HJJ all day, all day, all day. <laughs> thank you guys all of you for your support. Everybody else on Patreon. Thank you as well for your support. And, uh, let's get before, in. before, before we get into the hip bomb quickly, <laughs> people are already I'll, calling it out in the chat <laughs> before we do the hip bomb. I want to, I want to talk about this shirt. Do it. Yeah. Okay. So this shirt, it's sick by is, the way. It's a Blader Gang shirt with Bashi Pope's face. It's a collaboration. Bashi Pope, uh, you can see the BP, right? Like the, the BP logo right there. Mm-hmm. So it's a collaboration Bashi Pope Blader Gang shirt. It's available next week in two different colors. This is a very nice material. Oh, you got Trust like a me. prototype. I hate bad material shirts. This, <laughs> is, nice. a very, this is a very nice shirt. And um, all the, pro- the proceeds go to Bashi. So um, if you would like to support that, if you would like to support... Um, OG skaters, if you would like to support uh, Blader Gang, Erod, who are all doing stuff, buy this shirt. So it, go that's to a sick shirt. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna I cop like that. I like the shirt. It's a bladergang.com. So check that out. I'm definitely gonna cop that. And you're right about the that you only like good quality shirts because that's why we have Jump Street shirts the way they are. They're that good quality. It's a good quality. Soft goods, hard facts. You could you need a shirt that could breathe when you sweat so much. Exactly when you're skating, yeah. you, know, you need to be skating, flowing you're around. You need to be flowing around. I don't want to feel like you have all that weight on your shoulders. You have a thick shirt. Nah. No. Nah, no way. No thick. <laughs> Moving I'm on. I'm thinking of glasses. Sorry. 
moving on. I got up. <laughs> just want to <laughs> let everyone know to check out HitBomb, hitbomb.com. Use code JumpStreet at checkout for 15% off all your CBD topicals. HitBomb, right HitBomb, HitBomb. HitBomb, HitBomb, HitBomb. 100% <laughs> plant-based organic CBD oils and bombs rubbing on your muscles and joints. Make yourself feel all nice after skating a long weekend, you know. Make you uh make sure you're good for work on Monday. Otherwise, you're gonna be limping in the limping in the work. Everyone's gonna be like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" Right. Well, you put that CBD on that hip bomb. You'll be good money. Yeah, it'll get you through the day. You know, <laughs> get you through the I, day. I swear, man, I've been taking the uh, the droplets in the morning now. Yeah, you do it every especially day like now after I go skating because if, if you know if I go skating nowadays, I'm not even gonna lie. Anytime I go skating, I wake up in the morning. It's a slower morning. I'm sore yeah. <laughs> every time after the next day. So the first thing I do. Before I brush my teeth, I just wipe by the side of the bed, mm-hmm. give myself a nice mouthful of CBD, yeah. brush my teeth, get the day going. I brush my teeth with CBD. You brush? Fuck it, just brush my teeth with CBD. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a little extreme, but you know what? I stand behind you, man. We're partners. And, you know. <laughs> no, I, I take it every day too in the morning. That's, the, that's, my, that's my jam right there is the, the drops. I take it every morning too. Uh, yeah. Really fucking feels good. So check out hitbomb.com. Use code JumpStreet at checkout for 15% <laughs> off your entire order. Boom. And without further ado, we have a very special guest. A very. <laughs> a high energy human being. Good. I'm very excited to have him on. He is a staple. He's been around for years in the Chicago scene. Bitter Cold Showdown original. Tax free <laughs> video. You know, this guy's had so many cool projects and done so many cool things and just is a, just a good that bit of good attitude and energy and, and style that you need in blading. We so, could all go uh, for that energy. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So yeah, without further ado, cue the audience. Yeah. Woo, cue the IMITA crowd. Woo. Yeah, the IMITA crowd. <laughs> there we <laughs> there oh. he is. <laughs> Look at this. We have never had an entrance like this before on no. the show, by the way. Like guys. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, man. I've never done anything like this. So this is really cool. Yeah, yeah it's really cool to have you on too, like in such a cool chair. Yeah, you know that's what we do here, Midnight Cinema Studios. We got it all. Is that like an editing chair? It looks like a barber's chair. <laughs> I wish. <yeah. laughs> I thought I thought it'd be more cool and comfortable out here in the open in the studio than just uh, my personal office because there's nothing but a flat wall behind me. So decided to do it out here. I'm just glad this microphone is working okay. Yeah, we appreciate the. Yeah the the space and in the stage presence and everything what, what is that behind you by oh, the way is that, is, is that a crane like behind you a that movie? Is, that's a that's called the lmac crane it's uh it works as a crane a jib and a dolly that crane comes off so there's like three different things you can do with that piece of equipment over there it's it's awesome i just got it last year we film a lot of our productions with it yeah you've been busy man yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, that's a great thing. All right, so you know, I w- I want to actually get into to all this stuff <clears throat> about what you're doing now and and you know how you you got into filmmaking and just this this whole path that you've been on. But first and foremost, for the people that don't know you, a little intro. You're from you're from Chicago, Midway, if I'm not mistaken. Been skating for a long time. Can we get a little introduction to who you are and and your introduction? introduction yeah, to rollerblading um, i grew up skating at a young age just like you know most of the mo- most of the guys that are uh, i respect in the sport you know and mm-hmm. from a young age on got into it from playing hockey and just 
uh, grew up on the south side and took it to from the south side to downtown where it was just me at 12 years old taking the train going to try to be cool and meet the older guys and that's why I met some of the more respected clan in in Chicago skating you know early 2000s like uh, Colin Martin Rory Mellahan mm -hmm. those guys I really looked up to so they kind of took me under their wing and I just been skating ever since and you know, I finally got into videos at some point, about 15 years old. And, you know, the camera just never left my hands. Yeah. You're from a bit of a, you're from a bit of like a tough neighborhood, eh? Well, you know, it's now? a little bit tough, but <laughs> skating pretty much saved me from most of uh, the bad things that could have happened. You know, a lot of guys I grew up with are, uh, you know, either dead or in prison and, you know, I cut myself off at an early age from just a lot of riffraff in general, you know, and yeah. skate. I owe that to skating. So, yeah, I mean, because I, I know just from the stories when like from when I first met you down at Bitter Cold back in the day, back at Vertigo, I just remember hearing stories and like you would even on tour to always joke about like talking about like what a gang kind of area like your area was and like the high school and like that. And just like the juxtaposition of like, you know, going to like a blade contest, but then coming to the, these areas and also like, you know, Chicago is just a very kind of tumultuous place at that time. So what was that like? Well, you know, Chicago, it's a, it's a neighborhood city. So depending on where you're from, that's what you are. You know, mm -hmm. there ain't no really joining gangs or anything like that anymore. It's where, basically where you're from. That's what you're riding, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's just a tough city, but it really molds you to do the most. And it made me into a hustler, you know, and I thank the neighborhood for that. And I also thank skating for that because I wouldn't be able to focus as hard as I do in this day and age without skating. And that takes me back to just wanting to do a trick, you know, sitting at a spot for two, three hours. That's how much it meant to me mm. to get that switch up, but get it perfect, land it nice or get that grab. Um, it all comes back to skating as far as I could remember. And um, the neighborhood really supported me for that matter. They thought it was cool. You know, they'd be like, oh, you still sliding on them banisters and shit? <laughs> <laughs> Type shit, you know? You still and, doing that? Yeah, <laughs> I, t I totally know that. Yes, Yo, sir. you still doing that crazy sliding down <laughs> poles and jumping stairs and stuff? Yo, you still be doing banisters. <laughs> you <be doing> banisters. <laughs> you know how it is. You guys yeah, know how it is. <laughs> totally, totally. New York's like similar in that way. So that gave yeah. that gave me a little bit of respect, you know, from the boys, you know, from all the chiefs in the neighborhood that ran shit. You know, everyone was always like, don't fuck with PJ, bro. He's a skater, you know, and he mm -hmm. films everything yeah. that we need him to film. That's why mm -hmm. one of my first movies, Pay Taxes and Die, you just see nothing but like fighting and the most random shit in there because that was the neighborhood I grew up in. And I just used to film everything. And was that before Tax Free? That was before tax free. It was pay taxes and die. Pay taxes and die. <laughs> my first film. Austin is actually in it. I, I went was... out to New York and Austin skated with me and Franco Camayo. And we crushed it in New York. And I mean, I went out there with John Snyder on a whim, you know, and yeah. I didn't even know Austin. And he showed me mad love, showed me spots. You remember that? Yeah, yo, as you said, the name of the video, Pay Tax and Die, it all just clicked. And I remember you came to Staten Island back in the day too. Uh, yes, I remember sir. you showed up with the GL. And in, you, me and Franco showed you around Staten Island. And uh, I forgot the name of the video completely until you just mentioned it now. And I 100% remember it. 
Yes, sir. I mean, that was some good times, and I, I can't believe it was as long as go, a long long ago as I remember, you know. And mm-hmm. it um it all goes by so quick. That's my point, man. And I look yeah. back at that, and I just really appreciate the guys who showed me love, the guys who did have faith in me. And uh, uh, there's a lot of them out there still, man. And, and I appreciate you guys having me on and shit. Yeah. No, man, it's it's so crazy because that that pay taxes and die and, and then tax free. I feel like those movies fall into like the bracket of those like really cool on the outside of like the mainstream of blading, if that is a thing. But like, you know, the B-Bell videos, like the Pat Lennon videos, like your videos, like they have like so much street stuff tied into it. There's like fighting. There's like, you know, a little like sketchy hood shit or whatever. Like the case is like raw ass blading. And it's just like the those amalgamations like of like the culture with the skating just made it so much better than just the straight skating. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. And that's kind of, um, that's what I was always inspired by, you know, like guys like Pat Lynn and he, he took me under his wing a long time ago. And first time I went out to San Francisco, Sean C to meet Sean C, he didn't pick me up from the airport. And Leno's like, man, I got you. Picked me up from the airport and just, I mean, I'm 15 years old four feet tall out there alone and Leno's just like the homie automatically and he literally taught me how to edit and then I picked up a bit of style and just influence from Sean C. Yeah Leno taught me how to edit. He was editing like the first Valo video at that time and he Mm -hmm. just finished Them Apples. Actually he was I'm sorry he was editing Them Apples at that time and that's when Bailey came onto the scene and he's like you got to look at this kid man nobody knows who he is from fucking Boise for sure I was just blown away by that and then them apples and then Valo video I actually edited a little bit of the Valo video low-key because he was like PJ just get down no way yeah did you go out there like did you have like a video camera at that time or were you just getting so you so you were like editing a little bit but like Pat had his chops up high yeah, and he yeah. took time just to go out and get bust down a fucking hammer, you know what I mean, for every one of my videos. In fact, Tax Free, he put together a section, you know. So that was my main guy at one point, and he just really gave me all the motivation that I needed to excel as far as I could go in the skating world. What was with the, uh, the tax theme in all your, your videos back in the day? Hmm. Well, I was trying to think of a cool theme at one point, and my mom always, you know, when she got mad, she would say, well, all I got to do is pay taxes and die. And I'm oh, like, shit. you know what, mom, that's the title of the movie. Oh, shit. And my uncle Jimmy was always like, yeah, man, I can't wait till I get my tax returns, man, tax free. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's the next one. That's- so there was supposed to be a part three, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I would love for that to happen, but now is not that time. Maybe in a few more years, we'll get tax returns out. <laughs> that would be a good one. Tax returns. Yes, sir. I like that one. What, was your Uncle Jimmy the guy in the beginning of Tax Free? Yeah, he's the guy who stole everything. I love that. <laughs> yeah, man. He had no, no, he had no problem with me just following him around him jacking shit and i'm like all right cool this was this was awesome to me at that age I yeah thought it was like the coolest shit ever i look back at it now and i'm like what fucking idiot i was to thought think that was cool <laughs> my yeah. uncle's been sitting in jail for six years so uh, yeah that's a bummer but on a good note man it all came it, it all happened for a reason you know yeah totally man you yeah 
I don't mean to keep on Austin if you, if you, but um, yeah, you, you've been on some like crazy journeys with, um, with Lennon and like you guys took some trips down to like Alabama and like, did you guys go to Europe together or? So me and Sean C were down in Alabama and uh, in, in Tennessee, me and Leno were in, in, in Minnesota, Chicago, and up in Lake Owen for a while. Hmm besides san francisco yeah but there's some crazy stories behind all that stuff I mean, leno was just a go-getter you know he was one of the hottest bladers at the time just just doing fucking interview after interview and getting paid tons of money and on um, you know four by four was killing it at that time and he was on k2 Hunter's pretty project. heavy yeah first time i've ever met leno in san francisco like i said i was 15 he took me right to the runners project uh warehouse and he just grabbed a box, like a huge fucking box. This was like 10 feet long, man. Like I'd never seen this big of a box. 10 foot long box. <laughs> yeah. And he just <laughs> pulled shit down. He's like, what do you want, PJ? You know, I don't think John was there at the time, but somebody was there. And they're just like, man, that's Leno. Let him do it, you know? Damn, that's sick, man. And that's then, Leno. <laughs> Marikami, Marikami was with me, John Marikami. And Leno made him drive the Bronco the whole time because Leno didn't have a license. So he's like, John, man, you got to drive. You got one job. John's like, okay, yeah, I'll drive. And fucking we're at the runner's project thing. We get all this gear, throw it in the Bronco. We take off. And uh, Leno's like, PJ, go through the box in the back and take what you want. John's like, no, I want that. <laughs> I'm like, no, John, sorry, man. He's like, well, sorry, John, John. You lose, you lose. <laughs> I always saw that in videos like growing up kids either going like the Rossi's warehouse and, and taking everything off like farmer was in like the I don't know Deshi or something like that warehouse in one of those videos and just grabbing skate product off the shelf and I was like yeah. I always wish that was me you know it was a dream come true I shit you not yeah by the way real quick before we continue this on I just want to say we got Mike Ireland in the chat right I now noticed that I noticed that too. oh Mike Ireland my homie Damn, he was a shredder. Yeah, it's Chicago original, eh? He's on the Burbs, but yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> well, out of, out of Chicago, I think most people are from the Burbs. You're one of the few that's in the city, eh? They're all from the Burbs, Billy, my man. <laughs> They're all from the Burbs. You're the only one that gets that street cred. My man, Pope. Insane <laughs> Pope. That's an inside joke. Yeah. Yo, um, so let's get into some stories because I know, I know a couple of stories, if you don't mind sharing. Um, so I know one, and I was, I was hoping you could, I think I know this one pretty well, but I was hoping you can give your insight. So the, um, the Be Unique guys, they were on a Ball for Real tour, right? They were traveling across the uh, country with the, um, what was it, the N1 guys? or the Yeah, uh, N1 Mountain Dew. Yeah, so they're the N1 Mountain Dew, like basketball guys. So they were like doing these like skate demos with like Jeff Howard, Ramel, these guys are there. So they get to Chicago, they end up meeting up with you and there was like this big, this big kind of fight situation, right? Like uh, there was like the guys got jumped or Chris Brown got beat up or what happened that night? Man, I don't think uh, they'd actually want me to speak upon that, but I mean, in a nutshell, yeah, shit went down over on the South side. You know, we had burrito joint and about nine guys out there fighting nine latin kings so that was the story of it but we went back and we got revenge and that's the that's that's the rap that's the whole story <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right well 
All right, well, you got revenge then. Cordy Brown, Cordy Brown don't play. Let me tell you that. <laughs> he don't play. Silent killer, Courtney Brown, because he's such like a nice, humble guy. <laughs> and, he, and you got Chris. He's like, he's like a fellow videographer. He's killing it, man. I, I actually look up to a lot of his stuff because be unique days. He was fucking doing stuff that was really just new to everybody. And that style penetrated to what he does now. And I love it. Yeah, no, his much like respect, much respect to the uh, Brown brothers and uh, Chariot Pictures. Totally, man. I, I remember like seeing those B Unique videos back in the day and just being like, "Wow, these guys, like, they really have something," you know. And uh, yeah, that going there, that that makes me wonder, you know, because I remember when you started, like it was years ago when you started doing like these these like videos at rappers like in locally to Chicago, like and then bigger guys like Twista and. Um, my man, you know, back to the joint. You know, my my man. Who to bless? I went through. Who to bless? Yeah. Like, how, how did artists. how did you make that transition from being a guy who's like, hey, because there's there's a ton of people who who film and blade and they got talent, but they can't figure out how to like get out. So how did you make that first connection, that first transition that led you onto this path? Good question. So back when I was grinding and hustling out here, you know, going to shows, meeting people, uh, pulling up to events before Instagram, before all the social media, it was called grind time. And what we would do is we would, we, we would link at shows and live events and that's where you would make yourself known. And people ain't gonna hire you just if you show up and you're talking talk, you gotta go out there with your camera, you gotta put in work, you gotta mm -hmm. get them edits and just make your presence known, make noise. So it really spawned just by doing that. And then I got my first First video, major video in Chicago with Twista, and things started to change after that because when you work with the king out here, you know, then people really start, people really start looking at that. And yeah, but how did you how did you get that foot? Just because like your name was going around the circles? Not really going around the circle. It was just that I put myself in position, you know, and that meant by by me saying that that means me showing up on different productions and doing free work starting off mm. as a pa starting mm. off as a dolly pusher then mm. going to an editor because i've edited skate videos so mm -hmm. that led to me just a lot of people were like this is what you do this is where you're working and if you want to be a part of our team then this is what you're going to do i said no fuck that mm -hmm. i'm starting my own team i'm starting my own company and this is what mm -hmm. i'm doing from here on out and that's all I've been doing since, man. And so, uh, it was one guy, one guy who I was working with very closely at the time. He told me, why don't you just quit your job and film? You can get, you can get gigs. You can make it. You know, it's, this is a new age. And that was back in 2007, working at FedEx. And I quit my job and I just went full force filming. And it started off doing club videos. And I went from club videos to doing major music videos. And I eventually moved on to feature films. And I got three feature films in the can, which aren't released yet. One of them is being released uh, early 2021. Yeah, I remember you've been, you've been, I didn't know you had three. I know you've been working on features for a while. I have three and I also have short film that's called Fredo Mafia, which Billy, you are in that. We put in an yes. extreme amount. <laughs> I'm in this. You had your neck slit. I don't want to give away anything because <laughs> yeah. it's been a while. R.I.P. Fredo. He passed Fredo. away during um, the filming of it. So we weren't able to get a full feature out of it, but there was an 80-page script for it. 
Um, there was budget for it, and we started shooting for it for about two weeks, and then he kind of passed away at some point and left me with uh, with all this footage. And you know, you, if you want to watch the trailer, that was the last thing that he pinned to his Twitter, and it's still up there. And he's been gone for about two years now, and we haven't released it yet. And I can't speak too much about that, but that is coming out. That's and, the last thing he put up on his Twitter? Yeah, so it's got um, a lot of retweets and likes, and people are wondering about it. I get questioned about it all the time and DMs about it, and I can't talk too much about it because it's something that me and the estate want to uh, release at a certain time. And um, I could tell you this, it's going to be a very unique project. It's a, it's a short film released in three different chapters that are 10 minutes long a piece. It's about 30 minutes long. And that'll be, that'll be be releasing probably next year at some point. I also have a photo here behind the scenes. Uh-oh. Of Fredo Mafia on the set in L.A. And there's, there's Bill right there. Uh, there you go. Oh, there <laughs> I am. That was yeah. us in the filming process of this oh, movie. Yeah. Make a long story you? short, Bill. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to have you come back in and do some work for that. Uh, yeah. We talked about that before. That, that's another conversation now. Okay. Damn, Bill, you got you to get your own IMDb page, IMDb page now. Yeah, I mean, dude, Bill's an amazing actor. Uh, he's been incredible yeah, on film. I don't know why he's not random, making millions. <laughs> you keep popping up in random shit over the years. Yeah, well, I gotta work, I gotta work with you, PJ. I mean, of course, we've already worked together so much—not just on the blades, but even off—and I look mm -hmm. forward to the future for sure. So, <laughs> so hang on, because this—I remember, like, I—I I, don't—I can't offhand remember the name of the the feature you were working on, but it's like I remember seeing like all the clips and what's the name of it? It's like gangs. It's like all this gangster shit from Chicago, and I love movies with that style because it's like reminds me of that like. Old, just like all the movies I like from New York, I like Good, those old like, gangster films. You know what? That's my major inspiration. Every every gangster New York film, I mean, I know by heart. Every Scorsese movie, I know mm -hmm. by heart. I mean, and that's my major inspiration for my type of filmmaking. So I think the people that like those sort of movies are really going to dig these movies. Um, and the one that you're talking about is called School for Gods. That was Ooh, my yeah. first feature that I started shooting, I had no idea how to make a film. I was in LA for five years. I worked on independent movies, kind of felt out how to do some film and I already knew how to film, but I'm just like, after two, three years sitting on it with all this footage, I'm like, what did I do? And this is gonna be great, but it's gonna take a mature Paul John to edit this and bring it to where it needs to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been working on. That's why that movie's not out yet. And I shot that six years ago. So right. I'm still sitting Whoa. on that, which is gonna be released after my latest feature, which is Loan Me a Dime. That's starring myself and Richard Grieco. And it's a pool hustling movie, all filmed in Chicago. And it's a great story and just a great concept and style of editing. And I've really been sitting on some unique projects that are, are, are ready to be released in the next two years. And I'm super excited that I waited because they've really came full blossom, man. Yeah, you didn't like rush it, huh? Huh? Like, no, it's good not to rush it because I, I'd say like sometimes even when I'm like filming for like skate parts and I got like 80% of the thing done, I'm I like 
there's a part of me that wants to put it out. I'm like, ah, put it out, put it out, put it out. But I'm like, ah, and then I wait. And then when you wait, it ends up being more Dude, worth it. you're the king of skate sections, man. Like, you're working on some new shit, I see. I'm working on something new. That's you got to do some acting in that fire. one, too, then. Yeah, I should do some. <laughs> you got to do an acting scene in that I, one. Yo, I, could, I, could, I could only act when I'm, when I'm working with my guys, though. You got to have Erod do the skating part. And then PJ direct, like, the cinematic aspect of it. <laughs> I was gonna think. I was thinking Austin do it. Shit, nah, you're, better, yeah, you're better than me. Damn, dude, you might be one of the first people that to smoke on the show, which is. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm jealous. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a stig, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I got off cigarettes and I'm on these, so it's probably even worse than cigarettes. But uh, I feel better. I'm able to skate longer and. Um, it's just uh, uh, I'm addicted to these things, but at least yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes. Cigarettes anymore. are bad. Yeah, they smell worse. Because I'm not on weed so much. I mean, I, I might smoke a little bit when I'm editing, but that's it, you know. That's it, yeah. yeah. Not, I'm not on the blunts and shit. Not on it like the boys are. <laughs> hell no. No, hell no. But damn, so, you know, I noticed um, that, well, me and Austin spoke about this on the show a couple of times, but like sometimes when people get consumed with other passions they kind of let the blading thing trickle away and they just they don't give it as much attention but i notice man you're always skating you're forever like putting up on like you're always integrating like your work so the people who follow you and do this stuff they know that you're a blader they know that that's a big part of your life like what gives you that that motivation to, to be to continue to stay a part of the community and continue to stay active that's a good question. Um, and I believe that it is just to prove to myself that I can still do shit, you know? And I also am a, I'm, I'm very competitive and everything that I've ever done skating wise. Uh, I've loved the competition part of it. Street skating, of course, I'm not a ramp guy. So, um, that just being out there, I mean, I'm 35 year, years old now and I, I just skated in the riot last weekend, which was awesome. Saw that. Yeah, I saw that too. That sweaty yeah. picture was sick. Thank you. And it's it's really just about doing what you really know you can do. And I don't have to one-up myself anymore. Like, you know, eight years ago, I'd be in a contest and I'm going to be like, I'm going to do this fucked up trick and I'm going to pull it off. But now I'm just going to do a fucking sweaty and I'm going to, you know, come off real smooth mm -hmm. because I learned that that's what people want to see from you more than anything and skating now i wouldn't be doing it still as hard as i am if i didn't feel good but i feel great damn you definitely skate awesome. with confidence yeah you skate with confidence now that you look like you're definitely you know you feel good because you skate like hard and i saw like footage and shit from uh windy city ride and like you just feed off that shit huh like all those Fast. contests and everything it's a feed, bro. It's a fire, you know, it's a flame and I give it a roaring blaze. Like that's what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's everything that you know, the feeling of, and Billy knows the feeling of that's still there that you love and try to capture and not lose. And this goes out to all the shorties skating out there hard. It ain't going to be over ever. If you don't want it to be ever. That's ill. Cause I remember, man, I definitely at one point, I was like graduating high school. I was like, damn, I might have to quit, you know, or when you get older, like there's always these things. But then I think when you get to that point, you're like, you, you know, you can make it how you want to do it. You know, you can do it as much as you want. I mean, you went really far, you know, and you've had some 
some great things in the throughout the years in the industry skates and wheels and 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 stuff that kids dream about and and that's what it's all about the the motivation to do that i do think for a a a little bit of the industry the level of skating has has tuckered a little bit because it is and can be a little bit cooler and a little bit safer now and i get that i just wasn't born or brought up in that era Right. So anything I do on skates is going to be hard. It's going to be fast, and, and it's going to be raw. Yeah, I love that. I I, I appreciate that generation. I appreciate that. I, I think we all appreciate that generation. If you could like, so you love the contest so much. You prefer skating in contests over like a session with the homies, or like if you could not skate for a while, you could just jump right into like Windy City Ride and get that going in you. And that's what it felt like this year, man, because of the COVID and everything. You know, the crowd was a lot smaller. There was very little competitiveness up there, you know, and you just go up and you make it down smoothly and, and get in and get out. And it's definitely a hype still, which is the best thing about it. It's a, it's a hype even if you just do a soul grind, you know. And, and I, I still love it so much. I, I, I'd never give up skating in a million years. Even, even if I didn't have time to skate, I would find time to skate. Do, do you have a, um, because, you know, you were talking about like the accolades and skating and, you know, I, you know, you, you have a wheel through gods. And I think, I, I think I remember you were on, like, I, there was talk about you maybe getting a skate. I don't know. But what is your, um, what is your like most, one of your most memorable or most proud moments in your own time skating? Well, I think it was at the riot when it happened. And I did a, I did a sold a frontside transfer off this huge kinked rail. And my boy was there. My boy, Joe Fields, RIP, you know, the only guy that really never capped on me in any kind of way and just didn't skate, just was my homie from the neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. and having him there and see that and, David Sizemore won that year, but he couldn't even believe that that trick went down. And I think that was one of my, 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 my finer, greatest moments because it was just such an impossible thing to do. And my dad had passed away at that time, and I just felt really lifted, like, in order to get off of that kink to the down, man. I felt lifted in, in, in a floatless way. Wow. Uh, Windy City Riot, I think 2000 um, – 12 or something like that, man, was one of my greatest moments. But not just that. After all that had happened, AJ kind of took a wing under me and put me in his videos. And traveling around and touring with AJ was one of the highlights of my career because I got to really get close to you um, and Alex and Farmer, which were all my favorite skaters at the time, and really just put down what I was meant to put down in front of a larger audience, you know, not just Chicago blade scene. Yeah, you know, and Austin, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm rattling on because it. I'm kind of going down memory lane here with, with PJ, but um, yeah, I mean, I remember that time going on tour and how good that was. Like, how how was it? Like, how did when what part? Like, I don't remember when you got on the tour. Did you like start in Texas or when did you when did you come on? Dude, I think some of the boys were here in Chicago, and uh, you know, everyone we just got along so great and. Um, you know, I hosted some of the boys and showed them around the spots and stuff. And 
you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very direct and open person, you know, and I like to joke a, a lot. So AJ mm -hmm. liked that. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Hey man, you know, wherever, whenever you're around town, you know, you, yeah, come on, let's film. And he was already going fucking from Texas to AZ to AZ to LA to LA to Portland. And I'm just like, man, I got to fly out and I'm yeah. just going to post up where these guys are fucking coming through. And I put myself on that tour. No one asked me to go on that. And AJ <laughs> said, yeah, man, you're coming on now. Congratulations. And uh, and a bunch of funny shit happened on that tour, you know. Farmer, oh I, gotta, I, mean, I don't even want to talk about certain things, you know. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, it was great. After, after charging, you know, he did Pariah, and he really asked me to do a, a serious part for that, and picked me up at my studio here in Chicago and took me on a trip, then to the NYC Skate Comp, which you mm -hmm. threw, which was high, high hands down the best contest i've ever been to by the way i thought it was the best contest shout out bashi pope bro for doing what he does but the true street battle <laughs> dude like that was the best contest i've ever been to in my life the dumpsters and all that under the bridge was so greedy so just the pigeons flying around everything <laughs> yeah, the pigeons you know what i mean yeah you, you, someone it. from chicago could definitely appreciate that that was pariah tour man that's what got me in there Mm -hmm. And shout out to AJ, man, for having faith in me to uh, put me on that tour. And, you know, AB taught me a lot, just like the mindset of skating. And I learned a lot from Farmer as well. And, and you as well, you know, you hyped mm -hmm. me on that shit. You told me at one point, because I was shredding for a couple of days. You're like, dude, you're one of my favorite skaters. Dude, you were shredding. We were just watching uh, Charging the other day. And I just remember like when we were in Oakland and that high ledge over the double kink and you just like fakey 270 sweaty to 270 off. That shit remember is that? fucked. And the one, it's like the one Bellino like did 270 backside, 270 off on. Man, I just remember being like, yeah, dude, because you still are one of my favorite skaters because it's just so fucking rugged. I, that's the kind of style. I just like tough guy skating. Thank you, sir. Yeah, love that. What are you sipping on? Uh, we got a little bit of whiskey here. Looks like I'm running out because I, uh, you know, pre-gamed a little bit. We've been working here in the studio all day. I got five employees. Uh, you know, uh, doing some upgrading here that we've been we've been doing under construction and painting and just doing production design on a lot of shit. So, you got five employees. Oh, uh, we got a little bit more than that, but that's this is a slow day today. So, everyone's wrapping up now, and because uh, this is a big place, this is you know seven thousand square feet of pure fun. It's all in Chicago. In, in Chicago, yes, dude, Man. you must be doing good. I'm doing very well. <laughs> and uh, things are looking very good for the future, and everything is lining up right to where I want it to be. I can oh, tell I by your shoes this. you're doing very well. Look at those shoes, man. Yes, sir. Don't no. step on his blue suede. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing, Austin? Let's talk about a little bit about you, man. What <laughs> oh, am no, I you doing? You ain't switching it up, man. This is your show. <laughs> um, no, um, you know, real quick, because I know we only have you to um, – till a certain time i think we only have you for like 40 more minutes but and i think in about 20 we'll open up to it, it up to other people who are watching live and who may have questions for you but you know i got i'm still like trying to to understand like the transition from where you are out on the street filming skate videos making your first video on your computer to where you have this studio 7,000 square feet studio in the you know in a city of chicago you have this crane behind you you're being very successful do you have any 
advice for like the younger kids who were like interested in film, who were involved in rollerblading, who were trying to figure out like ways that they could not only integrate, but implement their, their passion and their talent into their career, because clearly you found a way for it to work for you. So, and there are a lot of people interested in that in rollerblading. So I'm curious if you have any advice for them. A good question. Of course. Um, I'll tell you one thing right now, like some of the most talented creative people that I know are rollerbladers who have spawned into, you know, film production guys like Kevin Dowling. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of individuals that I can name, but really it comes down to just hard work and uh, wanting it being hungry enough to really just put yourself in position. If you don't put yourself in position and you don't work hard every day, then you won't be successful. In order to be successful, you have to wake up early. You have to get to the grind every single day. And even if it kills you, you don't take any days off. You really don't. And that is just, it's full force from here on to if you want to be retired by the time you're 50. So you don't take any days off? I don't take any days off, sir. Except for Windy City Riot. Except for Windy City Riot. <laughs> and I am coming down to the Bashi Pope. You coming down? All right. So oh, for sure. Yeah, you got two right. days off this year. This is, you're fucking chilling in 2020, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Austin. <laughs> really kicking back, yeah. huh? I'm chilling in 2020. I just but don't know why Bashi is doing it at that park every year, man. Because the first year he did it, I went down, man. And I did all the shit I wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what that's, I'm gonna that's do. That's sweat stance you did on the top bar. You fuck that with that. Good. See, no one can fuck with that. Still, right? <laughs> no, no one can. No one can fuck with that. Who's done that? No, nobody. Even murder was like props. Of course, murder was like props. Yeah, I yeah. was talking with John about that the other day too, and it's they were saying something about like it's hard to get uh, to allow all these people at a big event that all these different parks and or different parts of the city, and they're like, oh, we we'll just put it there. They're gonna build some new shit, I guess. But yeah, I understand what you're saying too about that because like you did that fucking sweaty on that shit, that outledge and like people still haven't been fucking with shit like that there. So yeah, it, it kind of like gets stale after a while. But I mean, I'm surprised in the Windy City Riot actually that it was at, like it looked like it was in the middle of the city. Like how do you get away with shit like that without getting your like balls busted? Yeah, uh, we usually do have some problems, but with the COVID this year, people just didn't care. And particularly that day there was a huge riot that was going on for um some protesting that happened and it was a fucking riot between the police and some protesters so they didn't care about you guys nobody really cared but i don't think on a normal basis we would be able to skate the last spot like we did mm -hmm. and that's why i think uh the bashi pope this year is perfect it's it's set up perfect for that skate park environment and to be away the only thing you got to worry about is be safe. It's hard to skate with masks on, but I mean, that's extra points. Yeah. You know, I was about to, I, I don't really, you know, in the beginning, like the first month when everything was happening with COVID, I was like really on top looking into it every day, seeing what was happening in the country. But I got to be honest, I've been on top of it that much. What's it like in, in Chicago and you being in the city, like, especially with like the protests and the risk of COVID, like, and things being shut down. What's it like? Like, I have no idea what's happening in Chicago. I think the people of Chicago are are just really on top of it for the most part. Um, besides the people that just don't care and they, and 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 they want to you know break the cycle, which is fine mm. with me. I mean that's 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 fine. Uh, we you know we've been breaking the cycle for years, so 
But on a good note, the mayor of our town is, is really on top of things for the most part. Uh, uh, the police, they got a rough job. I would not want to be a cop in this day and age here. Um, yeah, it's probably sh- and, shitty right now, yeah. You know, the violence has always been a, a, a pretty level-headed thing throughout the years here in Chicago, so we're used right. to that, and that mm-hmm. shit ain't going to change. Yep, for sure. I know uh, you're but busy. No, but, but, no, but nothing out of the ordinary yeah. in terms of uh, just like nothing the out of the because, Nothing because out of the ordinary like it wouldn't be in New York. You know, New York right. is really like – Chicago is really like a spawn of New York. It's just a different texture, man. So everything totally. that went on there on a scale, you know, it happened here as well. Same. It's, it's, yeah. It's been it's like the same. distant cousins, man. I I feel bad for a lot of people who, who have lost their businesses. I have a lot of buddies who are, you know, they're club owners and stuff like that and in the nightlife in, industry and have just completely taken losses. Um, and uh, for, for, for the most part, though, the, the, the city really is, is being protective and they're trying to do what the hell they can. And that's all you can do. You know, my business has no, gone nothing but up from this little COVID episode. People need places to shoot. You know, of course, I've had to apply a new set of rules here at the studio, right. but I'm booking clients here three, four days a week easily. You know, wow. And on top of my uh, on top of our editing projects, on top of our own productions, you know, that are going on, there's a lot going on, man. You know, yeah. and you got to wake up every day and enjoy it and take it step by step, but put it in order to get done. Yeah. I love seeing people thriving through this because everybody's so down and so much bad shit is happening. And, and of course, it's unfortunate those people are going through that. But see people like you thriving through this. And I know a bunch of other people who like were able to make money and like flip it the other way and just use it to their advantage in, in some way or another. Like I love hearing that shit and it's great to see you fucking killing it. Were you like, I know you've been busy a lot lately. Were you skating? I feel like Chicago is one of those places like New York where, where something like that was happening, the COVID, like the pandemic. And we just fucking went, hit the streets again. You know, like it was the 1999. Were you guys doing that at all in Chicago? You know it, baby. We were out here <laughs> and, uh, when that when that shit hit like for the first time we waited a week and then everyone has just had all the spots to themselves that they can't ever skate so it's been great for the skating world aspect of it i mean all you got to do is start coughing you know at the top of the spot (laughs) and you're good that's hilarious (laughs) you're good security stays away everyone stays away it's a a weird time it's a weird time in general for for contests to go on for you to go out with your girl to a restaurant you know like it's just weird time in general and uh we're all making the best of it here at the company and i just been trying to skate as much as i can i get out maybe once a week if i'm lucky you know that's okay. Back in the day, I'd get out every day, every day of the week. You know, it's all yeah. about skating 24-7. Unfortunately, it can't be like that now. But yeah. I, I, I never want to lose anything that I, 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 I'm scared of losing. I love that. Yeah, and you don't want to lose something that you might, if, if you don't respect it, you might not be able to get it back. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know what I mean? Because I, I took like, uh, I had a shoulder problem. and kept dislocating every time I skated and, I didn't skate for about like a year and a half because like I just couldn't. Then when I came back, skating was so damn hard. So yeah, I, I definitely can respect the idea of like not wanting to lose something that you put so much into and you care about. Am I right? Respect the game. 
Respect the game. In other respect words, the respect the game. <laughs> what he meant to say was respect yeah, the game. That's, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> so, PJ, let me ask you, because uh, you've had a ton of interesting interactions, and one of them, you, you, you actually ended up doing a bunch of videos with Riff Raff, man. Riff Raff is a hell of a character. I remember at first I was like, Riff Raff, this guy's hilarious. He's a bit of a clown, but as like years went by, I was like, wow, this guy's actually uh He's the peppermint patty. He's the peppermint patty. <laughs> you know who put me on the Riff Raff? Who? Twizzler? Sean C put me on the Riff Raff. <laughs> Sean C. He's like, yo, dog. <clears throat> I wanna <laughs> come here. Get over here. <clears throat> Let me, uh, sh let me show you this fucking artist, man. He's super sick. You should do a video for him. I'm like, oh, God. Okay, Sean. I go over to the table. You know, he shows me this guy. And he's like rapping about peppermint patties and shit. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is sick. Yeah. Like, Definitely. And that was yeah. like, I lived in Long Beach. And um, I was really trying to break through and get to know the, the, the feature film business. And taking a lot of videos out there music-wise. And I went after it, man. He told me about him and I did my research. I was on Instagram, on Facebook, and I found out the people that he kind of fucked with and had features with. And then boom, this guy hit me up. I didn't even find him. He hit me up randomly. He hit you up? A couple of weeks later that I got the idea that I really want to work with Riff Raff because he's going to blow up. But you didn't send him a message. You, you like, I want to no, I didn't with send him no messages or nothing like that. I'm just trying to figure out how to work with this guy. You know, okay. who's, who's he got a feature with? How can I get him in the studio or in front of my camera? Because that's mm -hmm. all it's going to take is one conversation with me right. before I'm doing all his videos. Mm -hmm. right. This guy, TKO Capone, hits me up. And he's like, yo, 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 uh, Omaha, o Omaha. I'm, I'm from Omaha and shit. Like, I want to do videos, but I need five of them. He's like, I'm about to pay you 10 racks. 10 racks to me at that point sounded great. That's yeah. what I charge now for one video, but he wanted five. So I'm like, bet, yeah. let's get it, you know? Yeah, like, I'm of course. Hungry. And he's like, yeah, I got riffraff on one track. I'm like, oh, word? Okay, That's okay, right here there. we go. See. And we did the video. He flew out to L.A. You know, I rented a really cool studio at that point, and we did the video. Riffraff showed up, and... Two days later, there was a hotel party in L.A. at some pool in a hotel. And I went up there and I seen the dude who was his manager at the time at the bar. And he's like, yo, Riff is here. I was like, I didn't want to let him know that I knew that. I just wanted to be like a guy chilling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he yeah, recognized yeah. me. So thank God. And that's why I was talking about putting yourself into position, mm. you know. And uh, he recognized me and he's like, yo, Riff has got the room. Yeah, you should come through. I was like, oh, word. I was like, guess what? I got the video on me that we shot two days ago, fully edited. He's like, oh, word. And I went to the room and I just set it off. I had like 30 people around a fucking little laptop screen in a hotel room, you know, like watching the new video. And Riff's like, dude. So we get some. Who is this guy? That's sick. So you're just looking sick right now. 30 people. Yeah, wow, yeah. And yeah. we went from there and he came to my house the next day. I shot another three videos for him and the relationship really took off. He was this in Chicago or this was in LA when I lived out there yeah. and uh, he loved my little dog, Chloe. It was all over his vine and we just really hit it off, man. And after that, I moved back to Chicago and every time he had a show here or every time he did something here, he came to the studio and shot with me. So I got about seven Riff Raff videos done. They're all on his YouTube. You can check them out. Uh, 
also wrote a script, a script for an idea that he had that we've been sitting on. I don't know if he ever wants to do that, but it's out there. And he remains a good friend. So my goal is to get Riff Raff in some movies later on. You know, when all the other movies become successful, there's still a little bit of ways to go on that. But uh, Riff is the fucking homie and he loves skating. I would be in Chicago and he would be in LA with Diplo and he's like, yo, texting me, what is the YouTube link to your skating? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with Diplo. I want to show this at the party. And that was my shadow section. No. And that went online and I, I remember texting him that link and like, yeah, I guess he was there with Diplo showing it to people. He's just a big supporter in blading. I think why he fucked with me so hard is because I bladed and he watched that and respected that. You know, and because uh, you, 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 so, you had something out on your own. You weren't like just some like hey, I was I'm some guy trying to film him. Right. You, I shut you, him down a few times. He's like, can you come on tour with me? I'm like, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Riff. How long until we get skating in a riffraff video? Yeah, uh, there, there is skating in a riffraff video. It's called cocaine. And I do a wall ride. Yeah, at 4 a.m. It was, it was crazy sick. video. And uh, we were up all night shooting a video. I had 40 people here in the studio, a bunch of real punk rockers from Chicago. Um, shout out to all the punk rockers in Chicago. They showed out that night and Riff showed up. And uh, yeah, I was skating in it. And then the crane actually came down at one point when I was coming down the ramp and hit me in the head. And there's a shot of me in the cocaine video bleeding out of my head refusely. And that was the beginning of the day. So the whole night I was directing the video just with blood gushing all over my face. And it was oh, so shit. funny. Riff's That's like, man, you are the thickest director ever. That is it. Hey, he gave me like a shout out on Twitter after that. Like, yo, <laughs> the, the vision is like impeccable and this and that. So uh, Riff is a good friend of mine and he, he's the homie and he, he's a fan of skating. Just so you guys know. Man, I, I got to say, like your style man it's so unique it's like a cross between like yeah like i feel like now that you're talking about it, i got like you got like a punk vibe but then there's that street vibe and like you got all this like eclectic thoughts so you got like this like rick rubin kind of vibe going on rick rubin? <laughs> rick rubin he's like a producer from um new york he did like everything from slayer to beastie boys to like tupac oh but sick bro yeah i'll take with, that yeah he messes <laughs> with everyone rick rubin and and uh but yeah, that's crazy. You, you could really see how, um, just even though I know you just in this interview, you could see I'm like- gonna, you know, I'm gonna tell you like this, Bill, it's like the area I grew up in in Chicago is like the Staten Island in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all you- A lot of neighborhoods and-, and It's a lot of neighborhood riffraff. Like, mm -hmm. and you know, we are who we are and we're, we're born to talk and to come up on the morals that we believe in through the neighborhood. And mm -hmm. you, you get it because you are from the Staten Island and I've been there too. So that reminds yeah. me of my hood. That's ill. I love that, man. Yeah, man. You're one of the few people that actually come to New York and actually skate Staten Island. That's funny that you say that too. A lot of people now, like no one has a reason to come to Staten Island. I think after like 2010, no one came to Staten Island anymore after New York. Are you, you from like Staten Island like too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up, man. I that's remember we, going out there, you know, and every, everywhere, everything was. Yeah, me and Frank were driving around everywhere. Probably took you to fucking Brothers with some pizza and shit. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was good times, bro. How's Franco doing? He's good. He's doing his thing out in uh, Hawaii now. He's, he seems like he's happy there. He's going to stay there for a while. 
So uh, we miss him over here, obviously. But, you know, how can you, how you going to turn down Hawaii, you know? Uh, shout out Franco, bro. Big he's shout a, out Franco. Dudes in, in, out of New York, bro. It's, it's, it's you, Austin. It's Billy. It's guys like Franco. That really, it's guys like Alex Nunez, too. Oh, and yeah. The Brown Brothers. And uh, can't Mel. forget about John Ortiz, bro. It's the spawn of street skating. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? It's that, it's that inner city that really brought rollerblading to what it, it, it was in the early years, you know? Totally. And that's how we grew up watching that shit, man, and wanting to be that. That's L. No, it's Chicago and Philly and New York have that vibe so hard. And that's why I think we always got on so well. Mm-hmm. But, um, hey. Real quick, there's actually a few questions in the chat, and, and we're going to get to those because I know uh, you, you, got, you got a certain time. But before we get to those questions, I just want to remind our guests, hey, please, if you're out there right now, you're watching us on the live, hit the like button. The like button really helps us with the algorithm. Go give us a follow, hit the notification bell, subscribe, go to Facebook, give us a like. You know, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, review, comment in the shit, share the video. All these interactions help put our video to the top, helps put blading to the top. And we're going to be here trying to keep on making new new uh, little uh, sections and little things and try to build the... Uh... We're at your 67th episode, man. That's Congratulations. That's dope, man. Thank you. That's a yeah, lot thanks. of content to be pushing out, man. And do you guys do these every month? No, we do them like weekly almost. Weekly, okay. I, I wasn't aware of that, man. And like, I didn't follow it. I don't follow much on social media. I'm just too busy to do that. And I, yeah. and I don't put my brain there most days. So this is just like a really refreshing thing to be a part of. And uh, Austin and Billy, man, at, at the most, uh, fucking the most of the hosts, you know? And, Dude. and I wouldn't be rather talk, I wouldn't rather be talking to anybody but you guys, man. Two good old boys Appreciate from the fucking that. state world. I got to say this, man. It's really, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. You know, I wish I could catch up with you more, but it's a pleasure to do it in this setting. So I'm happy. You will. It. You will. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. Let's get hey, to some so questions. Aaron Schultz has a question for you. He says, uh, at WCR last weekend, some random passersby recognized PJ as being the dude behind Midnight Cinema and that he worked with Lil Peep. Please share a Lil Peep story. All right, my dude, Aaron Schultz. He films everything that I do at a competition and literally gets me juiced to do the shit I do because I know it's <laughs> being filmed well. And I'm like, thank <laughs> God for a good filmer out there. Thank you, Aaron. Um, yeah, that was kind of random. I think it's because I had the Midnight Cinema t-shirt on, so I wanted to rep a little bit that day. And uh, yeah, something good came out of it. A guy recognized that and said, yo, that's the dude who did the little peep video. And, you know, we had some things happen with the little peep video upon release. And uh, I had to end up releasing it ourselves on our YouTube, Midnight Cinema. And uh, it's at a million views now, which is a landslide for my channel. What? Really? Uh, That's big. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good thing. And uh, when peep came here, he came straight from Russia. And he started his tour through America here in Chicago. And... uh, before that, I linked up with him in L.A., shot the backseat video with him and Lil Tracy. And then he came here to Midnight Cinema Studios for a whole weekend. He, didn't, he rented a hotel, but he wasn't there at any point. He was here at all, at all times. And we shot three videos. Only one of those videos, Hellboy, has been released. 
I've been sitting on two other videos, which uh, the fans on or, on or off the blades are going to be seeing very soon. We've, um, we've got some good things in the work um, with his estate and his mom behind it. So be looking out for the new content that Peep has filmed here at the studio. Um, and I, I'm just so grateful that the guy had come here and had enough faith in me to to go above and beyond that weekend and shoot as much as we did, much less me working hard. He actually worked his ass off. And it's some of the best footage out there that nobody has seen yet, the best quality, um, just the best conceptual. And there's really not much left of him. So I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm very proud to hold that content still uh, without being released yet. And some good things are about to pop off around the anniversary this year of his birthday and his death, which is uh, near the end of October, going through November. You, but, uh, you filmed three man. videos in that weekend? In one weekend? He came for one weekend, man. We didn't sleep. That's we fucking beast, yo. Yeah, we just shot, man. And uh, he went to his show from here. He came back from his show to here. And uh, he, we just shot so much stuff that, like, you know, it's – it's literally a, a terabyte of space, you know, the content that we've been sitting on. And uh, he left me a great couple gifts, you know, on my office desk before he left, which, which was some really dope shirts that I mentioned at the time that I love that I want to get. And he left them for me, which was really the coolest thing ever, because that's priceless at this point. Yeah. I wasn't even worried about a payment of any sort at that point. I just wanted to work with the man, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, we made it happen. And, um, just the things that are going to come out from when we, me and him were working together is going to be very unique things uh, for, for, for a wide range of audience to see. Uh, I'm excited. Wow, man. You, you like just, you're sitting on a ton of stuff, huh? You got a couple of unreleased peep things, which is obviously priceless and the Fredo thing and three features. Holy moly. Yeah, man. I'm He's going to drop it all and then retire. Or what are you, you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that easy. You got to keep going after that. But like I said, I've been in this business for the last 20 years of my life. I got my first camera when I was 12 years old and I feel like I'm just starting now. Hmm. Jeez. Wow. How long it takes. Yeah. That's a lesson that all the youngsters out there too. You should have mentioned that before. It fucking takes time, man. It shit doesn't happen overnight. No, sir. No. Yeah, um, you would know that wouldn't show Austin. Yeah, I know. I'm still working on it. Um, <laughs> Ian Hutchinson wants to know your best Rory story. Oh, hell yeah. You know, Malahan is one of my best fucking friends. Mella. <laughs> That's my oh, Malahan yeah. impression. <laughs> <laughs> my workers are leaving right now. This is my guy, Clay. Let me introduce him to everybody. Mm -hmm. He works his ass off here. He's a young kid hey. that didn't go to film school <laughs> because I'm teaching him everything he needs to know here. There you go. Real life experience is better. Better than school. Props looks like he Clay, works hard. Man. <laughs> bye melissa you take care okay i'll see you guys tomorrow everyone's clocking out and shit uh melahan <laughs> has just been one of just the oldest friend that i have at this point you know he's the oldest friend that i have and uh he's a pain in the ass sometimes but you know i love him and i don't think there's one guy on this planet that i would rather be deserted with in a desert 
than Rory. It would be Rory Mellahan, you know, <laughs> and uh, that he's literally, I love the guy to death. He's one of my best friends, the oldest friend I have. And uh, I got a million Rory stories, but yeah. I mean, what do you want to hear? You know, I mean, have you guys ever gotten into a fight? Of course, man. I had to take his ass out a couple times. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, he's, uh, you know, he's uh, recently started Skip Boot Zine. I'm very proud of him on that. So That's right. Out to, wait, what? Rory Skip Boot Zine. He has, he has I a, believe, I don't know it? if I'm making oh. a too early announcement, but I believe the second issue of Skip Boot Zine is coming out near the Bashi Pope uh, showdown. So that's what they're working on doing, and I hope it does. The first one was a big success, and uh, I'm just proud of him for finally kind of kind of looking beyond the skating and doing something else that is creative and and fulfilling to to him because uh, he's been around forever. He's been on the cover of Daily Bread, and he's just been the guy who. You know, I was 13 years old at a skate park, you know, watching this guy do pancake flips on a fucking quarter ramp. And I'm like, that's the coolest shit in style point pops. Totally. And I'm like, who is this guy? And, you know, I loved him ever since. And we've been through a lot of shit. He's been my roommate for, you know, for years. And he's come in and out of the studio and helped here build a lot of stuff here. And uh, just wish, big shout out to Rory Mellahan. That's my brother. I love him. Um, What's a pancake yeah. flip? I don't know. Wait, what? What do you it's mean? Flat. You want your body looks like a pancake. I think it's a misty yeah. flip that's fakey. I don't know. I going up fakey on a quarter and doing a misty, misty flip and coming back in fakey. Mm, so a pancake fakey, flip. Misty, yeah. you know? It's an older term. That's, that must be a Midwest thing. I never heard that. <laughs> well, it came from somewhere. <laughs> came from the Waffle House. Um, F-I-D. <laughs> so we got we got a few more questions here and then i know you got to go in like 12 minutes and we'll, we'll let you go in a bit um that's cool cool thank you for taking the time to talk to us Anytime, man thank you for having me on it's a pleasure man um so matthew rice wants to, um oh i got a couple of well these are okay i'll, I'll give you two and one so matthew rice act no nah, just do one matthew rice said uh who's your favorite current pro and why Frankie Morales, hands down. He's always been my favorite pro, and uh, he just keeps it real, and he has the coolest company and has always kept me a part of it. So I plan on still skating as hard as I can till the day I die, and Frankie Morales will always be my favorite pro skater. He's the best of all time. That's a good choice. He's been fucking killing it. Those clips he's been putting out the past, like, week or two. two or, or 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, past week or two, Frankie, or 25 years. Right. God's brand. Yeah. Frankie does not age. Um, we have another question from Brandon Zando. says, do you want skating to get mainstream again, or do you want it to stay, quote, underground and shit? Defining underground and shit, I think of Instagram. Um, defining skating mainstream, I think of Nike sponsoring skating. So if it gets to that level, definitely mainstream. You think, uh, I think the, the big mainstream, art- as long as it's cool. Yeah. 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 As long as it's done right this time, you know, right. As long as it's not in the hands of other people controlling what the image is like, you know, I think the biggest and coolest thing that we have to look forward to always in this industry, that's always going to be there 
it's safe to say at this point is John Julio and everything he does for skating and his company is, is by far the, 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 the one thing that fulfills the hands of time. So I respect that. And I look at that as mainstream as it gets until a huge corporate sponsor like Nike or somebody comes in and wants to put some young cats on a team. And really we're in something like the Olympics, you know, um, it's fine the way it is now to me. Um, it's all Instagram. It's all, you know, this podcasting thing really helps out. And I think, um, you know, there was a clip of a guy who got on um, the ESPN Instagram not too long ago, which I thought was really fire. Sports Illustrated, Anthony Marshall. Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention it was a sick-ass fish brain. Being yeah. So. And it was super street. Like, it wasn't like, you know, like what you would expect Sports Illustrated to put on, like, yeah. some kind of skate street. park competition. It was the most street thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, shout out to that kid. Yeah, shout out Anthony Marshall. And he's been a he's a former guest. He's a Jump Street alumni. alumni. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's real hot. Oh, oh, that's hot. Okay, that's a private one too, uh, PJ. <laughs> so Kevin Dowling wants to know. I know the answer to this because I know how the um, geogra- geographical loyalties lie in Chicago between baseball teams versus North Side and South Side. But Kevin Dowling wants to know: Sox or Cubs? Oh, come on now. I know. I'm just, you know. It's Sox side all day, baby. That's South side. <laughs> North side is the Cubs. And you know what? It's all American team. Everybody from Ohio is a Cubs fan. And <laughs> so it's Sox, man. I grew up on the South side. That's where the stadium is, you know. And uh, it, good guys wear black. <laughs> I, hey, as a, as a Mets fan versus the Yankees, like, I can relate to that sentiment. Hell yeah. <laughs> As someone I'm a Mets fan know. too. Yeah, I love the Mets. Let's go. I went man. to a game out there. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah. I went to a few last season, but um, yeah, this this season there's no games. No games. <laughs> <laughs> no games. That was the only, only baseball game I ever been to was a Mets game too. Um Alan Bomber's back. Uh says, I love skating Chicago. Always thought spots were hard to come by. What's your favorite spot to session with friends? And what's your favorite classic Chai City restaurant? Oh, good question. Support um, Manny's, he said. Hashtag support Manny's. Hashtag thanks, JP. Oh, PJ. I PJ. keep saying JP because I've been hanging out with JP so much lately. That's okay. <laughs> um, favorite skate spot in Chicago is no longer here. That would be Bicentennial Rails. Um, they turned that into Maggie Daly Park. Um, that was just a really long square rail that went down from yes. the park with some benches in front the of the bench on the top. On Ortiz, oh, oh yeah, on Ortiz yeah. skated that shit. Cover FOR, right? Oil and an old daily bread. Is that the John cover FOR? Future yeah. rollerblading? I think so. Jake Kelly, yeah. Soyaling, the bench. You probably yeah. skated it before as well. Uh, yeah. That spot's not around anymore. Thankfully, we still have NBC. The ground is all crumbled, so you can't skate it. But it's Bicentennial and NBC. Um, as for food, I mean, I don't know where to start on the food. There's so much good shit out here, you know. Um, I don't know. I can't answer that question, man. <laughs> wow, Nothing. I love all the food here in Chicago, but I will say this, the burritos and the taco joints here are the most fire, my my most favorite. Um, My girls got me on a strict diet now, so uh, I'm more of a pescatarian now, but uh, my favorite restaurants are Mexican style restaurants here. Everyone thinks that the Mexican food in Cali is better than Chicago, but it's not. Oh, that's a bold statement. 
not. And I will say this, that everyone thinks the pizza is so well, good. I was about to say, don't even go there. <laughs> no, no, it is good. The pizza I, I, is good, but on going. the south side, the pizza is good. Now, on the north side, it's all yeah. really kind of over-categorized here and re right. reinvented here on the north side. It's, you know... It's like Disneyland out here now. But I will say this. The pizza in New York is better than Chicago. I never had Yo, Chicago respect, pizza. It's a different respect. style. Yeah, yeah, I would you. never expect to hear that. Even people in oh, Jersey won't love it. Yeah, and I'll admit <laughs> it. The pizza in New York is better than Chicago. I, were, respect, I respect that. Me and Billy had a little food, question, uh, food conversation before we got on this. I'm going to figure I ask you, what's your favorite pasta? Favorite pasta shape? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't really eat pasta too much, you know. I, I grew I grew up on the more of the Latino Mexican side, you know. I'm not I'm not okay. Italian, so I don't really fuck with pasta too much because I okay. feel like it makes me bloated. So I don't eat that stuff. Heavy carbs, yeah. Uh. I grew up on that the saucy all that shit. Yeah. But um, anyway, I think we're getting to the to the end of our thing and. PJ, you know, I just wanted to, first of all, I wanted to thank everyone for joining us. I wanted to thank you for joining us. We need to have you on the show again. I wanted to wish you well on your future endeavors, and I'm looking forward to seeing everything that you are going to be putting forth in the future. But um, before we let you go, do you have any last words for everyone watching? Yeah, I just want to say being brought up as a skater all my life, and it's and a filmer and just being inspired by that and being where I am now and you know seeing that it's just starting now anybody who wants to do that man put in the work you know and if you're inspired and you work at it every day it's gonna happen but never stop blading blade or die yo I like that respect <laughs> I like that yo PJ, right. thank you so much for coming on. Much thanks love, for PJ. taking time out of your busy schedule. And thanks, like I said, I appreciate the appearance right now. This is fucking amazing. This I is appreciate you, Austin. Thank you so much, man, for, for everything coming through for the pay taxes and die days. And I oh, want yeah. you guys both to eventually make your way down to Chicago, come to the studio, and let's have a blade day. And, uh, you know, let's really kick it. And I'll be in New York, so I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what's up. I like that. I like love you, PJ. That. I love you guys. Take care, brother. Right. See everyone later. Peace. Peace. You're <laughs>